welcome to Heavenly Pennies with Melissa Grimsley, the podcast to help you follow your intuition, align with your soul purpose, and connect with your higher self. Hello, Heavenly Pennies listeners. Welcome to part two with Tina Vesley. I hope that you are enjoying this beautiful, gorgeous day wherever you're at in the world and look forward to sharing this second part with you all. Last week, we touched on some of the signs and things from the universe that can really point us and enhance in our practices and help us to control our gifts. This week, we are talking more about practices, even a way to use your body as a human pendulum, so to speak. And another activity to really help if you're feeling a bit indecisive, it's a wonderful way to help center yourself. Also, we dive into coping with death and loss when it comes to really challenging losses such as suicide, overdoses, and miscarriages. And a really fun, enlightening part to close out this episode. Tina puts her matchmaking skills to use, so there's a little bit of a love story as well. But first, Heavenly Punnies has a brief announcement. Recently, I've been getting a lot of inquiries regarding my Reiki intuitive readings. So I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on that. What I do during these Reiki reading practices is I go through all of the seven chakras. There are energy cycles that we have in the body, and you can learn more about that in the second Heavenly Pennies episode. But what it is, is when I go through those chakras, really you're working through the these old energetic cycles and it can really bring forth some messages that I do receive from the other side. So I guess you can call it a medium reading as well by utilizing that tool of clearing those energetic spaces that allows me to tap in and to receive messages from source if you are open to receiving them. Now, this isn't something that has to take place during Reiki sessions, it can strictly be to go through the chakras and just clear those energetic pathways, and that's completely fine. But this is something that people have actually been interested in, especially given all of the recent episodes that I have been airing with my fellow mediums. So just wanted to give a little bit of clarification on that. I do have a special offer available for a limited time. For one hour, you can get a Reiki reading for $55. And for 30 minutes, it's available for $33. A pretty little penny for those of you who are curious or just looking to give it a try. All Reiki intuitive sessions are recorded over the phone. So you'll have an MP3 that you can listen to it at your leisure. You can even listen to it years down the road because spirit has a funny way of divine timing in delivering some of these messages. All you have to do is email the code word to heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com. Code word being, it's gonna be May. Now, without further ado, here is Mrs. Tina Vesley with part two. I had asked you about pendulums because it was almost as if I felt whenever I had had one, that it was always going in the direction of what I was thinking, that energy. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking yes, I'm thinking no, like whatever. You came up with this beautiful exercise, which I would love for you to share actually two exercises. And the one you said was make your body a human pendulum. I feel like I kind of instinctively lean towards things or I'm leaning away from things. Is it a yes or is it a no? I was in a store with my friend. She's like, I really like this one, but I like this one. I'm like, use your body. It's like, which one are you... (laughs) 
leaning towards. And I made her set them down and I said, just go with what you're leaning towards. At one point in my life, as I got to be a young adult, I had a problem with my pendulum because my mom did show me a long time ago. And my pendulum would say, yes, I was doing something. And meanwhile, it didn't happen. I got disappointed and discouraged in it. So my mother would tell me to sit in front of a mirror and to hold it up in front of me to ask the question. And by looking at my own eyes in the mirror, watch where the pendulum swings. So whether, you know, whatever your answer is as to how it swings, Mm -hmm. as you look in the mirror, it would move in, in response to how it is. Because what you're doing is you're not focusing on here because in some cases, telepathy and our spirit guides can also play tricks, but it could cause it to go in the direction of what your deep heart is, is wanting. When I've done Reiki and I'm clearing the chakras, I've had, you know, a lot of stones and I feel like there's, again, a stigma attached pendulums, you're wicked, it's devil's work. Like, what do you have to say about that? I mean, can we just like set (laughs) the record straight right now? Well, I'll I'll tell you, as far as I can remember seeing my first pregnant woman in my family, my family always found a ring with a string, putting it over the baby, over the belly to see, is it a boy or a girl? Ah. As a kid, over your hand, how many kids will I have? Oh, so wait, what is is it though? Like, how would it move? Oh, well, it's a line for a boy in the circle for the girl. Usually you can, well, I used everything from a needle to my Italian horn to when I wore a crucifix, I even wore that, you know, utilized that. So it, you can use whatever, in my opinion, you ask other people, they'll tell you, no, it's supposed to be like this. Actually, I Mm. shouldn't have it on a clear string. You know, I don't believe in rules like that. I go by what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. It's your instincts Um, intuitively. That's the biggest part is listening to yourself. What's connected to you. That's how I see it. It's what is connected to you. So I don't necessarily see a pendulum as negative in science, they use it for dowsing, for finding water besides dowsing rods. Native Americans have used it. It's it's not to say it's Wiccan or pagan or not a positive, which, you know, everybody has their own way of expressing mm-hmm. uh, the divine. I would say even scientifically because you have dowsers and it works. But we were talking the other day about also in a form of a kinesiology. I will use my body. If you ever went to a kinesiologist, they test your muscle strength. I use my body as a pendulum. Um, For instance, I had someone who was looking to paint their office and she couldn't decide between, actually it was five colors. So what I did was I took my pen in the middle of Lowe's, wrote down, I took each color, put it down and I told her, okay. And I took an envelope and I put in the envelope the, the color that it was. And then I had her hold it and I'm like, okay, how do you feel? And she said, wow, this makes me feel ornery. I feel like I want to attack somebody. So I wrote on the back of it, attack. Stay away from that one. Like, why would you want to paint a healing center that? And then another one made her feel like she had to regurgitate. So on. And then the last one she did, which was like, I call it a womb purplish pink. She put up to her. She goes, oh my God, I feel so at home. I love this. I feel so nurtured. I said, okay. She goes, that's the color I'm getting, even if I don't like it. And I actually liked it. And, and so far all her clients have liked the color too. But 
I've taught my uh, one granddaughter, Aubrey, she wanted to take probiotics like me and I had taken her to the store and I'm like, okay, here, hold this up to you. Now close your eyes. And I have her center herself first, just like myself. And I put it up to me. And then I see if I go back, that means it's not for me. But if I go, if I move forward, it's for me. So if you ever see me in a grocery store and I'm holding an object up, I'm not trying to shove it in my shirt or my coat. I'm seeing if it resonates with my body. I'm so that person too, Tina. And you're really helping me with this exercise because there are times that we find these indecisive moments and it's hard to say, well, what do I want? But when you can really just say, okay, my body's leaning towards it. This is a yes. (laughs) Moving back. That's a hard no. Actually, when we were having the problems with technical difficulties, when I said, hold on, let me check really quick. I stood up and I said, should we switch it to Zoom? And I almost (laughs) like fell forward on like my toes, like we're switching to Zoom. Okay. So yes, thank you for that. And also I love the other exercise too, with you can do that with so many things. If you're looking to make a decision and you're just trying to tap into your intuition, write down those things, put it in an envelope, see how you're feeling, you know, and that's something, again, I feel like that's almost like a telepathy kind of exercise that people have done with like the shapes and the colors and you can do that. But this is a whole new level of tapping into your own intuition and seeing what feels right and what that decision may be. Yeah. It's just, it's basically just centering yourself, taking that deep breath, holding it there. I mean, if you're not going to cheat and that's why I use an envelope, Sometimes because again, what we think we want. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, if I use all the same stickies, okay, I'll take it off and I'll fold it in half with it written there. I know I'm me personally. I'm not, well, I can't say I'll never, because I've done it (laughs) on the most. I'm not going to cheat and do that. And I'm going to hold it there. And I'm going to be like, okay, but that's why I use the same so that there is no like, okay, that one is purple. And that was do this or write the next book, or this is Write the next book. Where did that come from? Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you about that in a second. (laughs) I was going to ask you because I felt like with everything, and I'm like, okay, all these. I'm like surprised she hasn't like done anything with a book. It's like it's something. We're called to do some of the sharing these messages, but that's funny. That was something that I I had actually received. I'm actually in the process of writing two different books. One Mm. one book, and I'm I debate with Spirit often. Actually, it's three, but. The first book I'm supposed to be working on is suicide. It's what happens to somebody when they they commit suicide. Because I do have clients who come to me thinking dogmatic things that their loved one is going to be banished in some sort of purgatory, politically correct and helpful to people as I can with the book. It's an issue when someone is brought to that point because... Everyone experiences some kind of guilt when someone dies, whether it's just they didn't pick up the phone or they should have visited them. But when it comes to something like suicide or an overdose, when people are at these places, as humans can't help but say, well, is there something I could have done? Could this be different? And I think that's something that people really struggle with when it comes to death. I always try to, when I talk to a client, talk to them in the context of what they call their God. So when I use the word God, it's, you know, I was brought up Catholic and that that's easier for me to express. So one of the ways I've told people is when your loved one, you know, left here, you know, like committed suicide, God didn't sit up in heaven and say, holy crap, why did so-and-so do this? God already knew that was going to happen. And some people have a hard time taking that. First of all, what I was taught in Catholic school was God knows everything. What I've learned as an adult 
my creator does know everything. There's not something I could sneak by my creator because my creator and I are one. Mm. Can we stop a loved one from committing suicide? In my opinion, you can't. I would say in most cases, because nothing's 100%, but that was their graduation day in a different context. But Mm -hmm. just like you can lose someone from cancer, that person has a form of an ailment. And so in my opinion, what happens is that person is embraced just as well as a cancer patient, a murder victim. However, you know, even abortion, miscarriage, that's other topics that are. Oh, whole um, other. Yeah. With children. I mean, that's another. Which God's not surprised with that. When you have an abortion, God didn't say, oh, oh my Lord, what happened? Susie, Susie Q wasn't supposed to let go of that baby. That little spirit knew it was leaving. That little spirit picked that mom and dad because it needed to have that experience of being conceived. I don't speak about it too much. Well, yeah, I do. Cause I really, it, it's just, it's the truth. As long as I'm mm-hmm. speaking the truth, I have a clear connection with my creator. Yeah. So that's all that matters. And I think what's difficult is again, we sit here and we're like, you know, why would you call that upon as your lesson or your experience to share with people, you know, because in life there is life and there is death. And you can't get one without the other. And it's just a matter of how are you going to handle it? And how are you going to grow from that experience? And how are you going to honor that light that was gifted to you in order to shift forward? You, mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And um, there's so many variations of suicide where they're mental, there's subconscious mind, all of that. There's so many things that it's truly individualized for the person and even the family. But the one thing I always say to people who do, and it could, maybe it's a little bit rough, but I still say it when they say, you know, well, Tommy called me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm only using that name hypothetically. Uh, you know, Tommy called me and I didn't answer because I was in the shower or I was in a meeting or whatever. The thing is, you're not God. You weren't supposed to stop something. If God did not think it was it was Tommy's time, he would have botched it. And not, uh, this was a friend who did not commit suicide, but just had died young. This is actually my friend, Brandon, who was responsible for sending the first, I call it the mega coin, the penny, because he wasn't a believer in this kind of stuff. I would tell him about my crazy experiences. He would just laugh at me and be like, okay, Melissa, okay. And he's like, well, I promise you, if there's something on the other side, I'm going to make sure you know. And that's what got me to start writing my book because he let me know. Um, (laughs) loud and clear, but when he had passed away, it was crazy because he called not only me, he called a ton of my other friends. And the irony was none of us picked up the phone. And when we found out, you know, we're sitting there and we're grieving and we're like, wait a second, he called you today too. And you and you and you, it was like the goosebumps. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember I was just not in this state. And it was because we have these like human moments, you know, maybe we're feeling guilty because it's like, oh, we're wrapped up in, you know, a spa day, or maybe we're wrapped up in grieving because we're arguing with our boyfriends or we're wrapped Mm -hmm. up with the stresses of work. And it's like, we beat ourselves up for these things because we're like, oh my God. God, how could I have not stepped out of that and just picked up the phone or stopped over and seen this person? And the truth is we're all human. Let it go. They aren't holding on to it. You need to hold on to that last glimmering moment that they sent you. And you can Mm -hmm. say yes. 
That was our goodbye. That was our moment. Whether they're visiting you in a dream, you know, it could be something ridiculous. You had this lunch or you see like a squirrel in a tree. You're joking about, I don't know why a squirrel just came through, but whatever it is, it's kind of giving you these affirmations that you can have that light in that moment. That's what you got to hold on to. Exactly. And and that's what I tell people all the time. You have to, you know, embrace that. But that's one of the things that I'm working on. It's it's just not trying to be politically correct at the same time being as honest and truthful with that book. So I've been I've been working on it for five years. As I write it, I take parts out, then I have to put it back in. And basically what I did was instead of giving one person's experience, it's a variation of taking like several. Here's Tommy. Meanwhile, it could have been Susie, Jay, Tommy as the name. I tried to do it that way. So I'm, I'm working on it. I will. I, love I, it. Get, I get more and more calls about it because it's like, did your book come out yet? And I'm Is like, Is it out yet? <laughs> Can't tell you how many people. Well, and that's what happens. It's like once Pandora's box is open, I started with book one. I didn't realize it was evolving into book two. So I'm like technically writing book two. Meanwhile, I'm trying to finish editing book one. Then Spirit's telling me you got to do the podcast first. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to shift directions a little bit. But it's, again, another way of communicating, another way of getting that message out. You know, someone who may not be listening to a podcast, they're going to pick up a book on a shelf. Do you have a favorite book or someone that you'd like to share? The book that my mom gave me when I was going through a divorce from my first husband, she's like, I think you're ready for this now because I was shedding so many things. And and like I said earlier, in my early 20s, and it was the Celestine Prophecies. The Celestine Prophecies, they have other books and like that, but that was showing me how to open up a little bit more. And I remember reading it. It was started with like coincidences, coincidences. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the different types of people in your life, giving and receiving energy. And I think there's nine. I've read this book six times. But the I'm supposed to read it again, but I just I started to read something else. But that's the only book I really read so many times, besides a few things by uh, Wayne Dyer I've read. Mm. Like she had given me Sacred Self by him. But it was always about my spiritual path and how to see things coming. It's uh, James Redfield is the name. Okay. Heavenly Pennies will return with the second half of this episode after this exciting announcement. I don't know about you, but spring's a calling and my body's in need of a reset. That's for sure. I'm pretty particular when it comes to shakes and nutritional things that I am really putting into my body. Purium is one product that offers fresh, non-GMO, organic, vegan products. A lot of them are even soy free. I love the way that it makes me feel. My favorite package is the Daily Core for it. It includes a power shake. I like the Appleberry. It tastes just like Captain Crunch cereal to me. You can mix it with milk or water to really increase your energy and improve that balance in the body. The apothecary is great to improve sleeping patterns at night. The super amino acid pills build lean muscle and burn fat. And the biomedic is a probiotic that clears the gut. So it really helps with digestive issues. The thing that I love about this product is that it is a live food raw process. So they keep those nutrients intact without dehydrating it. It can last up to two years. Now you may be listening and you're thinking, that sounds great, but what's the cost? It always comes down to the price, right? Well, this is how I have been shifting the pattern to really welcome that prosperity and honor the body. It's not an expense. 
It's an investment. It's an investment because you're doing something for yourself really to achieve that higher state of consciousness and awareness to tap into your best version of yourself. You need to take care of the body and the cost. If you were to look at the daily core four, if I were to break that 30 day package down, it's averaging about five to six dollars a day. So what are you spending on a cup of coffee or a night out at the bar? Look at it like that instead of allowing that to be the block. Also, I am offering you a special discount. Of course, if you visit ishoppurium.com, that's ishoppurium.com, then I will give you $50 off your first purchase just by using the keyword pennies. It's the holistic approach to benefit ourselves, our bodies, and Mother Earth. Please note that I am not a registered nutritionist or a dietitian, and you should always consult with your health practitioner. Now we'll return to part two of this Heavenly Pennies podcast. How about a favorite spiritual influencer? I know you mentioned Wayne Dyer and a musician. Let's not forget music. (laughs) That's funny that you mention uh, music. I'm a person where I compartmentalize a lot of things. So it depends on the situation. But on this spiritual journey uh, over the last couple of years, an influence that I had was Michael Amante. And you would have to Google him. He's not, you know, I yes, I I love like uh, Queen and Rick Springfield and all like that and Paul Abdul and all the different things from my generation, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. But um, in 2013, I had separated from my husband for a short period of time. He was working on learning to love himself and I was learning how to love myself better. And I don't know, I was just Googling something and this guy, Michael Amante, popped up on my uh, computer and I started to listen to him. And that was the first time I really started to listen to music even deeper than many years before. So I could feel the love. I could feel the pain. He's a tenor. He sings all different from Ave Maria to different Italian songs and like that. But there's this one song that he sings that it's what it is. It's like, if I were to die, you know, I know that uh, you loved me. When I heard that song, it started to, it really resonated and it broke my heart. And I had thought of my husband, uh, even though we were separated at the time. Well, fast forward, my husband and I got back together actually because because of spirit. (laughs) It was actually because uh, of his brother who passed away. And that's, that's a whole. (laughs) Geez, did the brother come through and tell you to call your husband and be like, let's make this work <laughs> his, well he wanted me to visit him at the hospital I went to visit him at the hospital and his brother said don't give up on love because he had divorced his love and he told me don't do what I did I was Ooh. like okay and then what happened was I told him I would see him and he goes you know I'm going home and I said I know and um, what happened was he died while I was away and the next day my phone beeped my phone shouldn't beep for Facebook because I have that all turned off well it was the obituary and my husband had told his nieces that it was okay to put my name in and what ended up happening was I I talked to them and they're like no Uncle Jerry said he wanted your name in it you are Joe you know you're our dad's sister-in-law so I called him up and we ended up talking and mending everything So it was something else. But a week after his brother's funeral, we went and saw Michael Amante. And when we went and saw him after everybody left from getting autographs and like that, I was getting ready to leave because I wanted to talk to him and thank him. And what happened was 
Jerry's like, no, come this way. So we went this way. And there he was, Jerry had told him, you don't realize how thankful I am to you. Because if it wasn't for you, my wife wouldn't have realized this. And so he goes, well, what is it? So I told him and he started to sing it to us and talk about melting and Every, it was like, because it meant so much to me, that song with my husband. So I'll have to tell you what it is. And then people go to look at it. But Oh, um, I love that little love story. Thank you yeah. for that. So, oh, so quite sweet. interesting. So sweet. So I, and I know you also have played little love matchmaker with some others, with some of the readings. I feel like it's like, what are the things people come to talk about? Okay, they have a loved one who's passed. They got a message. They're where are they going with their career or a move or you know success? And then there's love. And you told me before the podcast that you had visions <laughs> of people tripping over the person that they were yeah. going to be with. I mean, come on, Tina. Do you see me tripping <laughs> over somebody? I got to know where is he? You got to you got to shoot Cupid's arrow or something. Well, first of first of all, I'll t- I'll tell you with me now. It's more so assisting people with their life. So it, it, sometimes it's business. However, the the love part, I I am very good at it. But I'll tell you, when I tune into you with love, it's almost like I see this little busy bee, busy bee, you know, like this worker bee, just going, going, going. And the one thing that I hear constantly from your guides, I mean, to me, it's like your your grandpa just stands there and your grandma like just waiting. Um, like, okay, when is she going to allow this to happen? Is there word with the busy bee? And that the one thing that I, I did here is as you allow balance into your life, you will see where the doors of opportunity open for you. So I understand you have the podcast. I understand you have the books, but there's still a balance and there's still time for fun. So I believe through all of this joyous turbulence because I don't take it as a bad turbulence you know because you're you're growing you're growing your business you're identifying who you are and you know you still have a little bit of fine-tuning with that as you do that because you have to be independent and you'll just see this person just like slide in <laughs> I don't know why they're saying slide <laughs> so I'm just like cracking oh, up God, are we gonna be slipping this falling? Person fall on ice in front of you <laughs> No, Stop. it could be. Stop it. You well, know the ice, the let, ice let that's another people, penny. Sometimes when spirit tells me words, they italicize it and bold it. And all I saw was, and this person will just slide in. And I'm like, okay, so that's a key word. Okay, electric slide or like I said, <laughs> do I need it to get the be. ice skates? I mean, something. But maybe you're walking in a park and watch a grown-up slide down a slide. So <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I love that. Or did you ever see like Risky Business with Tom Cruise when somebody comes sliding in and starts dancing? I know me, myself, I love being silly in a grocery store. So I would slide down an aisle dancing crazy. You, know, you never know. Somebody might do that and you're like, Okay, I get it. Fly to the left. That moment comes, I'm going to be like, Tina. I don't see you having a tragedy or anybody hurting themselves. So, okay. So you Good to know. There are disaster Grimsleys on occasion. It's always in funny, humorous situations. So, as long as we've got that covered, no, no injuries, we'll be all right. No. I I see it as funny. I see it as um something to chuckle about, you know years to come like it's almost like she caught me as I was sliding down the bread aisle yeah 
or you know how somebody, I mean, picture, picture, not saying older, but you know, somebody of course is going to be over 25. I don't think you want somebody under 25, but you know, picture them just on a shopping cart, even sliding down a thing, being silly. You know, I, I just see a sense of humor behind it. And you're like, really? <laughs> I'd be but like, Tina, it's, it's interesting. It's happening. Guess what? <laughs> I, I had told you when we were talking, I had one client that I had saw and I had told him he was gonna, the, the person was gonna fall into him. Like he would open up the door <laughs> and the person's like right there. And when he left the reading, literally he opened up the door and the person was right a long time now. They're still together. <laughs> so funny. So I love that. It's funny. You it's never know. It's a great know. story. Now, um, I will tell you one other tidbit that they're sharing. So I understand, I have to hear what they're saying. First, they said that there should be over three books. So you should already have, I don't know if it's a basic outline or Mm -hmm. um, like notes jotted for at least three. Mm -hmm. One should be more of a, a like a type of teaching or instructional. Mm. Um, So that would be number four. So that part is, uh, and it could be how you're laying out the book. Sometimes when we're teaching people in it, it just seems like it's instructional also or sharing tips. But from this podcast, there seems like there's another form of, uh, a sh- whether I want to call it a show or there, there's, there's something else, but that's more film, almost like this, but there's something else that's a little bit more film. So I always see it as film, but you know, this is film to me and in, in, in mm-hmm. readings because, you know, my guides are still from back when I was born. I told you I've done things in radio and I also used to do things with local news television. Oh, so yeah, okay. so it's definitely, it's there. This is like a talk show type thing though. Okay. I like it. Cause it, I can almost see like a couple people. I don't know if it's a couple people at the same time, or if it's like, say you had me, then somebody else I think that they're disagreeing with me. They're saying it's all at one time. It's almost like, okay, well, what's your intention? What's your intention? How do you define this and seeing it? But they show it's like you with three people because there seems to be a balance between the four air, water, fire. Do you feel like this is um, something like it's branching off of the podcasting or do you feel like it's an actual like establishment, like a place that we're doing this? Well, the people would seem to be, they seem to be together. Okay. I don't know if it starts off. I know it starts because of the platform that's created from the podcast. That's what's going to get the attention. So say you even did it in a Zoom setting, say you did it as Zoom, and then switch it to here's the location, Mm -hmm. which it can be done that way. I just see a solid background where everybody's in the same chair, sitting in a semicircle. Well, thanks for that. I'll hold on to that because you know, I am looking. And what I recommend to clients all the time when you're looking for work or looking to enhance yourself, honestly, before I went into this full time, and like I told you, I loved my job, something deep down just didn't sit. And years ago, I just didn't see how assisting people was 
going to be, I guess, say it in a tacky way, my bread and butter. Thing is, I sat down and I made a long list of what I liked or what I ever want like to achieve. And on it, I had a speaker, which I was not a person who wanted to stand up and talk in front of people. I had a teacher written down. I had an author, which I don't like to write, but I knew I was going to write a book. And I had all these different things written down and to help people was on that list and to have a flexible schedule. I wanted to, if I wanted to take off and spend time with my family, I wanted to do that. Financial comfort. I don't use the phrase financial security. Mm. I use the, the phrase financial comfort. I'm very careful with my words. And then all of a sudden, that was December 31st of 2007. When I had that reading actually was February 9th of 2008. And I quit my job February 27th of 2008. So funny you say 27 because I just received that number the other day. And I know you told me you weren't on social media, but I just made a post because the day that I was telling my friend to, when she was trying to decide what deck of tarot to get at the register, this uh, local store called The Loving Peace in Easton, PA, if you're local to the Lehigh Valley. But um, it was such a nice touch because when I went to go check out, she does it based upon total. So with the numbers, she boiled it down and my number was 27. And you just said that that was the date. Yeah. It's always fun. Numbers are another penny. I love seeing the connections with numbers and how they resonate and seeing times on a clock. That's another way that loved ones who have passed or angels can really speak to us as well. Yeah. They, they can and show the support and, and all like that, but make your list. This is actually really funny because you told me to do this the other night. I did the other exercise as far as manifesting and you told me to do that list and I didn't do it. So that was straight from source as well. I know that I, I need to create my list. So I will create my list. I'll yeah, do my I'm, homework. I do my best to follow what I teach. Like I do purpose and manifesting and dreaming lists, or I do occupational or career, whatever word you want to put in there, list path list. It it depends on what the comfort is for that person. I just doodle what I want over what I feel, but it's the thing is that I call that spiritual homework because of the fact you're taking that quiet time, you're connecting with the source and you're getting to learn who you are. Because a lot of times we are a reflection of our environment or what's the expectations. And so because you're supposed to have a nine to five and because you're supposed to have this and that, that's what you would manifest, a job that's a nine to five that will pay your bills. Is there another opportunity or another way? I usually tell people, don't tell God how to do something if you're going to leave it in his hands. Don't tell him, I have to have a job at Google and make $60,000 a year. But when you sit down and you take that time and you're like, oh, wow, yes, I'll take, the, you know, you, you look at the different parts of it and it's like, yeah, well, I would like this and I would like that. You're getting to know yourself, but you're also connecting with your creator. And so that's actually spiritual homework. And that puts Mm. a balance in your life because we forget about that part. You don't have to just go to church. You don't have to go to church if you don't want to. I don't ever pressure anybody anyway, but have that quiet time. This has been so lovely. I have really enjoyed our conversation just based upon our last phone conversation that was supposed to be, I expected 15 minutes. I shouldn't say should have been. I expected the phone call to be 15 minutes and we were on the phone for like an hour. So I knew that we were going to channel some awesome content. 
I know for a lot of us, the, the last couple of years, whether it's losing a loved one politically or energetically, especially in 2020, was difficult. And I would like you to take time to adjust that thinking, to see it as the lessons that were shown or the things that were highlighted in your life to start this this new journey. And even though we have work to do, and it's it's time to roll up our sleeves a little bit, but it's deciding and not allowing us. It's time to think about what is it that you want and actually kick yourself in the rear end and do it. That's so important right now too, because there have been so, so many divides whether it be based upon people's yeah. views with COVID, based upon political beliefs. It's really easy to get caught up in a judgmental mindset because we are very strong in our beliefs and really grounded in our truths right now. That's what this whole pandemic has really shifted people into if they were open to that change is to really step into their truth in some light. At least that's my opinion, my take on it. It's important for us to now put those differences aside and to unite because we are all one in love and light. That is very true. I like to express, you know, this is like, you know, the age of Aquarius. It's time of creating. It's a time of, you know, it's it, it can sound frou-frou like some people think, but I'll tell you, I don't. I was told I had free will at a young age and I still run with it. Tina Vesley, thank you so much for being on this episode and sharing this light. I am going to put all of your details if they're interested in participating in a reading from you. I know that you also offer it via Zoom or maybe more diving in with meditation practices and things that you had mentioned earlier in the show. And I feel like you've got to come on another Heavenly Pennies episode in the future when the time is right, because I really enjoyed this. Thank you, everybody. So cool. I just love Tina's energy. She is so great. And I have to share, it was pretty funny that she mentioned me being the busy bee because just to dial it back a little bit here, this episode was recorded quite some time ago. And at that time, she was not aware that I called my cat Beyonce B. <laughs> so it was um, really funny. After the fact, I had made a post and I put B up on social media and she said, oh my God, I said the busy B and here I didn't realize your cat's name is B. So it's always fun when you, again, get those messages that are delivered through source. She also had mentioned a few random names per se. And as I was editing the episode and reviewed it, I heard Susie Q, which my grandma Lou and Poppy Lou that I had mentioned used to call my uncle's partner. And when she had passed, her penny was the dragonfly that I kept seeing. It, it was actually would not leave me alone <laughs> and kept spinning around my car during some lunch breaks. So found that really interesting, as well as she uses the instance of 
Tommy, and that was a close friend of the family's as well. And my father used to call him Tommy, even though his name is Tom. And he was someone who was taken quite suddenly. So another little penny that came through there. It's all divine timing. Whenever you listen to this episode, it's perfectly for you. And whenever you get these messages from Source, they are perfectly delivered to you. And they can be raining pennies multiple times from the universe. That's the beauty of this life that we're living here if you are open to receiving those gifts. I also want to add to all of my gentlemen listening out there, don't you be getting any ideas based upon Tina's little reading, okay? (laughs) I don't want you slipping and sliding or pulling any little stunt to try and get my attention because I will know. Like, subscribe, share. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to sharing more Heavenly Pennies with you in the future. Until next time, keep shining and collecting those Heavenly Coins. 